following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. You know, June, one of our uh, uh, not often talked about topics here is uh, the idea of perfectionism. And uh, I've known a few. I've been called that even on a few occasions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. but there are, uh, there, there's really a sense where someone who is a, a true perfectionist is really in bondage to that, um, that, that lifestyle or that mindset. And it uh, involves, as you've said, a, a change of mindset, a, really a change of perspective. So help, uh, help uh, someone who's dealing with that or help us to help someone we know who's dealing with that, that uh, perfectionism. Well, perfectionism sounds so positive, but no one does everything perfectly. And those who are perfectionists can feel so defeated if they don't uh, do everything perfectly. And it, it's really a, a distorted way of, of, of living. And they can be hardest on themselves. Uh, so I think it's truth that sets us free. That's what Jesus said. And so I, th- I think there's certain messages to repeat um, for example, I don't always have to measure up because no one is perfect. And this is for the one who, you know, again, is going to be very hard on themselves. Um, the, the Bible does say, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And I've, I've never met someone who does everything perfectly. And so... We are to aim for excellence. Uh, uh, a second message would be, I never have to fear losing God's love due to anything I might or might not do because His love is unconditional. Um, the Bible actually says, I'm convinced that neither death nor life nor angels demons, uh, neither uh, the present or future or any powers, height, depth, anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Uh, The point is, you are loved unconditionally by God. And uh, a third message would be, I have a clear conscience and am free from guilt and regret over past failures because I've been forgiven by God and have been given the righteousness of Christ. Now these are words that God does give us. Uh, He's very clear. He forgives us uh, and our, our sins are... In other words, God knows where we've been off, but we can have a clear conscience regardless of the past when we are no longer consumed doing what we we do with self-willed living. And uh, specifically, uh, I love this scripture in Isaiah 43. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? 
I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. Just notice that first part. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. That's Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. And uh, here's a fourth message that you can say when you're seeking to, to think as God would have you think. I can live without fear of being condemned, even when I fail to meet the expectation of others, because God has accepted me in Christ. Uh, this is a very interesting scripture. Romans 8.15. This is where the Bible says, The spirit you received does not make you slaves, so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. We are adopted by God. And we cry, Abba, Father. I never, I, I, I'd never heard of being adopted by God. I, mean, I remember the first time I said, what? Adopted? We are adopted into the family of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the the God of the Bible, uh, the the God the Father. It's amazing. We are adopted, and so you're not on your own. You're not orbiting by yourself. Um, again, we are not to be slaves to fear. Now, those who struggle with perfectionism. They do fear. They have inordinate fear uh, of not doing things to their expectation, to do things perfect. But um, I, the key here is aim for excellence. But no, at times, there will always be people who will be able to do certain things better. Um, don't compare yourself with others. Just say, Lord, I'm going to do the best that I can do. Uh, and be aware that we can be our own worst enemy. No, don't do that. Again, the Bible says the spirit you receive does not make you slaves that, so that you fear again and again. That's not from God. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as grief and loss, abuse and trauma, depression and suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, and we'd like to thank you for your prayers and support of our ministry. By the way, do you see yourself the same way God sees you? Well, how you view yourself can have a profound impact on your everyday living. Sometimes negative people or circumstances can leave you feeling down about yourself, or an inflated perception of yourself can interfere with the work God wants to do in you and through you. Well, how well you know your true identity as a child of Christ is very important. You're worth so much to Jesus, and uh, we want to uh, let you know about this resource called Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. Discover the great riches of your identity in the 31 devotions in this book and experience the exciting transformation that comes from seeing yourself through God's eyes. If you'd like to get your copy of that devotional, again, a 31-day interactive devotional, just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources, and they'll help get some resources into your hands that will be helpful for you. Again, their number is 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Now, to speak to June on a future program of Hope in the Night, we'd love to to invite your call at 800-917. And when you call, leave a detailed message for us so we can get back to you and talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. That's 800-917 or 800-644-4817. We look forward to hearing from you. Let's get to our caller for tonight. And this evening, we welcome to the program, Pete. Well, welcome to Hope, Pete. How can we help you? Well, believe it or not, but I'm so glad to hear y'all's voice. Well, thank you. I, uh, at one at one time, it was uh, at, at night time. I heard you talking to this lady about a love hate relationship, but I believe it was her father, mm. and it, it really intrigued me. It really intrigued me because what I did. I'm 77 years of age, mm-hmm. but the, what I did. Uh, was uh, I had a, a love-hate relationship with my father, and it led to the behavior of uh, obsessive-compulsive disorder, oh. OCD. Yes, yes. So, what yeah. that means? You're saying you're saying that? It, yeah. Go continue. The way, the way I understand the, the, the way this started 
us, believe it or not, but uh, my dad and I, uh, we had a, a he, uh, he was a farmer. Uh-huh. He was a farmer, and uh, uh, he, he was a he was a good man, uh, 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 well liked in, in the community, and blah blah blah, all this. And uh, uh, I was I was his son, but I didn't really like farming. I mm-hmm. really and truly didn't like it. And mm-hmm. he just kindly, uh, uh, matter of fact, uh, one time I was wanting uh, uh, to go out and get a job, and he told me, and he called me Hoss. H-O-S-S. Mm-hmm. And the reason he called, me, he called me this was because he didn't particularly like Peach. He didn't like that name. Hmm. He didn't like that name. And what it was, because my mother named me Peach. Yes, yes. Got yeah. it. And so he called me Hoss. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, anyway, uh, what happened? What ha- uh, I, would, I, would, I tried to please him in every way I possibly could. But I, I just could not live up to his expectations. Mm. I just couldn't do it. And so we had a love-hate relationship. That's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what it was, uh, uh, he could he used a, a, a very uh, what you call um, 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 language, you know, and uh, this, that, and the other. And so therefore, uh, this is the way that uh, that we grew up. But one night. And I'll never forget it. Never forget it. One night, he decided to go to bed early. And I was still up, and this, that, and the other, and I was mad at him. Mm-hmm. I was mad at him. Mm-hmm. And he says, he told me, he says, Hoss, would you go in there and see if I turned that TV off? Well, June, I went in there, and it was off. Mm-hmm. But I looked at it again. I walked away from it, looked back at it again. And it was still off. Mm-hmm. I looked back at it again and looked back at it again. Yep, it is off. It is off. Well, you believe it or not, but I started developing this habit of doing that, making making sure everything was secure all the times, going back and forth. And sometimes, and what I would do, I would I'd be going down the road or something like this, and say, "Did I really shut that door?" But I'll do something idiotic. Like uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, spin around or something like this, and I think, well, now I don't think I'll, I don't know whether I locked that door, but I did something stupid, so I know I, I know I did lock that door. But I was talking to a psychiatrist, believe it or not. But I was talking to a psychiatrist, and he told me, he says, uh, what it was, he says, why did you why did you go back and you wanted to look? Why did you go back and look? And I says, well. I don't want to get chewed out. Mm-hmm. Sure. He says, "No, no, 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 Pete. You got you, you missed it. You missed it." <laughs> he says, "You wanted it to be on, so therefore, then you could tell your father that it was on." Well, and he said, "He said, and and and, and that started my OCD." Let me make that a con- but but. Yes. I'm going to be very candid. If you're okay. falsely accused, if you are, if you have somebody with a critical spirit, this is what you've described your dad as having, that you ne- you couldn't please him. He would always find fault, no matter how hard you tried. Didn't you say that? That's correct. 
Okay. Now, I, I will say this one thing before we get into this. You're right. Exactly right. <clears throat> my my dad was born in 1904. Mm-hmm. And I just heard this tonight on AFR uh, uh, tonight. There was a, quite a few young men uh, committed suicide because they couldn't participate in World War Two. I don't know whether you were aware that or not. You mean World War One? A lot, I? A lot oh. of men did not. Uh, oh. They couldn't participate. They were either too old or too young or whatever. You know okay. what I'm talking about? Yep. And Got so, it. therefore, and, and, and I heard that over the, over the, uh, uh, the radio that uh, I think it was James Dobson. Mm-hmm. So, and he said, this individual said that was lots of men that uh, committed suicide. They wanted to, they wanted to serve their country. They wanted to serve, but but they couldn't. And so, now here's here's the point that I want to tell you about. Dad was born in 1904. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was too young for World War Two. He was too old. I, 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 it was too. He was too young for World War One. One for one. And he was too yeah. old for World War Two. Okay, because uh, yeah, yeah, he would by the time. Okay, it depends now, on what. And here's the thing about. It, but my dad did eventually was proud of me because what happened was <clears throat> we were talking. He wanted to expand the farm business. He wanted to expand the farm business, and I says. I, 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 I went to him very honestly. I was about 17 years of age, something like that. And I says, uh, I says, Dad, I, I would love to be a farmer, but here's the thing about it. Uh, uh, you will probably go to heaven before I do, and, and I'll be just completely lost. And he looked at me, and like I said, he called me Hoss. He said, well, Hoss, what would you like to do? I says, I'd like to be a soldier. Hmm. <laughs> And you believe it or not, you believe it or not, uh, he says, I'll do everything I can to support you. And so I'm, 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 I'm a 20-year-old uh, retired, uh, retired soldier from the United States Army. And uh, believe it or not, was that he was really proud of me because I was in the Army. <laughs> By the way, thank you, you for your service, sir. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it was an honor, ma'am. It was definitely an honor. But uh, sure enough, he was, because uh, I, I would come home and he'd want to uh, parade me uh, in the little small town that we were, uh, that we lived in. And so he said, why don't you put your uniform on and, and let's, let's go up and get the mail. <laughs> and so I said, okay, Dad, all right, okay, we'll go up and we'll do it. And, and it was just fun. It was sure. just fun. It really was. But he really and truly appreciated you, uh, me uh-huh. for being in the service and, and because he couldn't be in the service. Got it. <laughs> and that might, have, that might have been a part of it, too. Well, it is very imperative that parents realize the role of nurturing, uh, encouraging, and blessing their son. And I'm talking about a son or a daughter. The Bible even says, encourage one another and build each other up. The Bible does not say, discourage one another and tear each other down. The point is, Uh there is a reason why 
he had a critical spirit. And regardless of the why, he is responsible for that role of always being critical toward you in those earlier years. Now, one of the key things for us, we cannot change what family we were born into. We cannot change who our father, our birth father, our birth mother was. We cannot change what was done when we were young, meaning we are limited. You were limited as a boy compared to what you could do as an adult. And the Bible says specifically, when I was a child, I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. Then it goes on to say, now that I'm a man, I put childish ways behind me. And so what I'm thinking you are saying is, you mentioned having OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. Personally, um, that does not come out of nowhere. And one of the most helpful things is, and I want to be very clear, I know you're talking about being, I call it being a checker. You want to check to make right. sure that the, whatever, the, 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 the television's off, the, uh, is it, doors, the door's doors locked. Shut. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so, what other things I'm hearing, now, have you been told that you're a checker? That people use that term for you? Sometimes people have told me that uh, uh, they've noticed that. They've noticed that when I get out of the pickup or something like that, I'll make sure that, uh, that, the, that the door was secured. Yes. And they'll be kind of joking about it. And I, 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 and I tell them, so, well, I'd rather be that than to be scatterbrained. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, there are advantages. That, that's and, a and good I point. I pass it off like that. But it is, it is a... Uh, as far as I know, I, I don't know of any drug or anything like that to, to cure this OCD. It's just, it's just, it's just a part of me. And, and I'll be honest with you, I'd rather be have this than to be scatterbrained. In other words, mm -hmm. uh, uh, yep. uh, but I, I, it's just, it's just hard for me to. Uh, well, because what I'll do, it's, well, I'll if you what. and I were walking together. Yeah, let, let, let me do this. Let's come back. Do you have a heart for people who are hurting and broken? You want to throw them a lifeline, but sometimes you just don't know how. Lifeline to Hope is a brand new, one-of-its-kind caregiver training designed just for you. Using video-based instruction from leading experts, Plus relevant case studies and interactive exercises, you can discover how to effectively provide support, encouragement, and spiritual care. The ultimate goal is to connect lives in crisis with a new or renewed life in Christ. This 10-week Lifeline to Hope program can train and deploy a small, effective group of caregivers in your church and community. Be the person in your church that brings together caregivers to become better equipped to meet the hurting. Discover more at lifelinetohope.org. Lifelinetohope.org. 
If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. We're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver. We'll get back to our caller in just a moment. If you have any questions or concerns about the topic of perfectionism, just give our customer support team a call. They'd love to help you to get uh, some resources on that if that would help you in a situation you're in. And uh, the keys for living there are called perfectionism, escaping the performance trap. Customer support is available anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time at 800-488-HOPE. And they'd love to help you, again, to get the right materials there, the right um, uh, books and resources for you. Their number, again, is 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. And uh, they look forward to your call. Well, let me give you an opportunity as we think about Thanksgiving and just being thankful for uh, the blessings of God it's, as a, um, a th- way to thank the Lord for the ministry of hope in the night and uh, for hope for the heart. We'd like to let you know about a way to do that. As a gift for you, by the way, uh, for your donation of any amount to Hope for the Heart, you can receive free MP3 downloads of June's audio teaching, Forgiveness, the Freedom to Let Go. And that's over five hours of teaching. Teaching that uh, just a way to celebrate June's legacy of biblical hope and practical help. So again, for your gift of any don- donation, uh, we would offer that audio teaching by June Hunt, downloadable MP3s, and uh, you can make a donation there at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. That's hopefortheheart.org slash donate. And uh, make a donation there. There's an op- option to uh, give once, uh, to give monthly, and a variety of amounts and a way to give there. Your support helps people around the world to access God's Word and apply it to their life through our biblical resources. And we thank you for your gift to the ministry. That's hopefortheheart.org slash donate. Let's uh, get back to our conversation tonight with Pete. Pete, uh, some people have never heard of OCD. Other people have heard of OCD, but really don't know what it is. And just to be Uh clear, you know, obsessive-compulsive disorder is actually experienced by many, many, many people and in different ways. Obsessive is referring to these recurring, persistent thoughts uh, or images that are 
experienced, but they are intrusive, unwanted, and that most people who have OCD, um, it, it, it's like they can't just go on. It's it's a continual thought. But but maybe I didn't check the door. Maybe I didn't, etc. Whatever it is, and and so mm-hmm. the individual attempts to ignore or to suppress the thoughts um, are so so hard, and so they they try to figure out. What do I do? Now, I agree with you. You don't want to just be haphazard and uh, irresponsible. That's not who you are. But likewise, to have to check it again and check it again, as you said with your dad that time when he said, is the TV off? You didn't Mm -hmm. just check it once. You didn't. But see, I heard you clearly. You said that there was fear. You were afraid if you did it wrong, mm-hmm. he would mm-hmm. overreact. You didn't say overreact. Right. I'm saying right. he would overreact yeah. and he was hard on you. So right. the, the point is the obsession that you have, you're not wanting to obsess, obsess, obsess. Mm-hmm. Did I do it? Did I do it? And by the way, those who are checkers, meaning you go check it again and check it again and check it mm-hmm. again, they're not trying to do anything wrong, but there mm-hmm. is a fear. They are controlled by fear. There's there's an insecurity. I'm afraid I didn't do it right. Or what if what if it really is on? And so they don't trust their own judgment. And right. now the that that's the obsession part. The word compulsive or compulsion uh, that means these are repeated behaviors, not thoughts. Mm-hmm. Obsession mm-hmm. is uh, repetitive uh, thoughts, but the compulsion is the repetitive behavior that you have to do in order to feel relief or release from that obsessive thought. So the compulsion is the solution at the time. It's not really a permanent solution, but at least for the moment, Mm -hmm. it relieves you of that obsessive thought. And Mm -hmm. these behaviors, they can be uh, aimed at... uh, it, it, It can be... Hand washing. You know the name. I know you must know the name Howard Hughes. Yes, I do. Okay. He had to wash his hands. He kept thinking, I've got germs. I've got germs. I've got germs. He was constantly washing his hands. Things around him had to be exactly in a particular order. In fact, you know, you might find it interesting. We have something we have something called perfectionism. I'm trying to think. Uh, it's like escaping the performance trap. It's like you you feel like you have to do this again and again and again. We highlight the story. This is just one of the stories that we highlight. And uh, we call it our keys for living, our biblical counseling keys. 
um, that explain definitions, characteristics, mm -hmm. causes, and solutions. I think you would actually enjoy this because I, I mm. figure you know who I'm talking about. He at one time was one of the wealthiest people in the world. Correct. And yet you talk mm -hmm. about a man controlled. You talk about a man confined. You talk about a man who was literally, he had OCD to the extreme. And mm -hmm. so, you know, how, how sad that he couldn't just enjoy life normally. Now, he would be a supreme, uh, sorry, uh, he would be uh, an extreme perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Okay. Well, what, what happens is that, uh, in, in the house that I presently live in, I've yes. got three doors. Uh-huh. I've got lights. I've got lights. I've also got fans. And it'll take me to go out the door. It takes me approximately 15 minutes before I can get into my pickup and leave. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. So how, how do you feel about that? Make sure that uh, 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 that the, the lights are off. Make mm -hmm. sure that the fans are off. Make sure that the doors are all lo locked. Because I, I keep on thinking, well, I've done the best that I possibly can, and mm -hmm. that's it. And you re if you really want to know the truth, June, I'm thinking... I'm thinking, Dad, I'm doing the best I possibly can, and that's all I can do. Wow. You put your you put your father's name there that you would affectionately call him Dad. Dad, I've done yes. the best I can. See, so you, you see, it's so clear. This is related to the fear generated within you as a boy. Mm -hmm. and, and my friend... Um, it's hard when a parent realize they are like giants when you're a little boy, and as you right. grow, you know they. I mean, it's like we don't think about it that way as adults, but mm -hmm. the, these adults are giants to us, and they have the ability <laughs> to create huge fear. And you know, I'm going to be very truthful here. When, okay. when, when a parent has a critical spirit, um, there's something wrong. There's something that was broken within them. Um, they're not healthy. And what I would say is you did not cause your father to have a critical spirit. Um, you, you don't have the ability to cause him to have a critical spirit. He, there was something. Well, ma'am, here's, here's the thing about it. Here's the thing about it. Mm -hmm. I was, I was weak. Uh, you know, uh, he, he put me on the tractor and this, that, and the other, and, and, and I would cry. Uh, we'd be, would be around uh, horses, uh, cattle, mm -hmm. and this, that, and the other, and, and I, I just didn't fit in. I've seen him. I've seen him pick up dirt, soil. And almost worshipped the soil hmm. because he was a true farmer, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. he wanted me to grow up to be like that. And I said, "Uh, -uh it's not going to happen." But then I did not say. I, but, but then I just, I just said to him, "I says, I want to be a soldier." And uh -huh. I was a 
good way, and I, 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 I'll give you a good ending on this thing. I found out he passed away when he was 90, 90 years of age. Mm-hmm. When he passed away, uh, I went home. I took my uniform with me. Took my uniform with me. I put it on. I saw him for the last time. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and he says, I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I said, well, Dad... Uh, you know, I'm here, and, and, and it was just all. It was just you know. Uh, I, I told him. I, I, I says, you know, uh, uh, it, it won't. You know, it, it won't be long before you're gonna be seeing Jesus, mm-hmm. and so you just uh, take it easy. You, and, and he kept on just looking at me with my uniform on, and this, that, and the other, and so forth. And then I looked at him, uh, June, and he was he he wasn't he was. Let's let's put it this way. I could have picked him up and thrown him across the room mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because he was so weak and so frail. But then when we was growing up, boy, he was a strong man. The one, he was a strong yeah, and, Now, he did not drink. He did not drink. Mm-hmm. He, he, now, he did chew tobacco. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, you, you, you know, but, but, I, but I, let me say something to you. Do you know what? Yes. As wonderful, I love the military. I did a USO tour to Vietnam. I sang. So I'm, I, I, I love, the, the, I'm positive toward uh, the military. Very, very positive. But, you know, yes. there are, the, that uniform as wonderful as you look in that in that uniform, that is not your real identity, and you know this. Your identity is in Christ. This. I know this. I, but but the but, point. But he, but he didn't. <laughs> I know. I know, and that's what's a shame. So, but that again uh-huh. is we, we we want to have, and you do have compassion for him. I don't hear you having the critical spirit that he had toward you. But see, if he had been healthy, then he would have determined, okay, well, son, what do you enjoy? What is your natural bent? You know, it's so interesting when you see that the scripture that says, train up a child in the way you should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. It's actually the way the child is bent. You talk to theologians and they will explain it's not just the way they should go it's how are they naturally inclined well some are athletes some are academics June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as grief and loss, abuse and trauma, depression and suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. 
Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt, a ministry of hope for the heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of our ministry. We thank you. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 keys for living that will help you to address your situation or maybe you're dealing with something and you'd like some uh, some direction on that. Our Keys for Living will help you with that. Just call customer support. And we want to recommend tonight the Keys for Living called Perfectionism, Escaping the Performance Trap. Also, we have Fear, No Longer Afraid. Those and many other titles are available as you call customer support at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Also find more resources there on our website, hopefortheheart.org. There's one section there that's free resources. You can pull that menu down and see our quick reference guides. They're really just two pages full of information that are excerpts from our Keys for Living. Also, there's the store at hopefortheheart.org slash store. The new updated Keys for Living are there. The Lifeline to Hope online training, as well as June's many biblical resources. You'll also find June's music CDs there as well. It's hopefortheheart.org slash store. Let's return now to our conversation with Pete. Well, my friend, I'm uh, truly grateful that you've called because there are, uh, first of all, I like you. I just like you, and I think probably a lot of people oh, like you. you. Um, and, you know, what I hear is you are good-hearted. You are good-hearted. In other words... Can I, can I tell you something? Can yes, I tell you something? Please. Yes. Okay. Uh, I've got a sister. I've got a sister that was raised also by my dad and mom. And mom, mom to a certain extent, raised me. Mm-hmm. Dad raised my uh, raised my sister. Mm. She was more of uh, 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 the fighting type. <laughs> I was more. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an instance, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and then you, you can take it from here. Uh, at one point, uh, I, I, I need I need glasses, mm-hmm. and so we tried contacts. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's what happened. When mom would see me with contacts, she'd start crying. 
Oh. When Dad, I was outside one one time, and we were working on the farm equipment and this, that, and the other, and the uh, contact lens popped out, and I started looking around for it, and, I, and he said, he said, Hoss, what you doing? And I says, well, uh, uh, Dad, pop, uh, uh, the uh, contact lens popped out, and he said, oh, this, that, and the other, you know, and this, that, and this. Oh, I said, oh, God. Anyway, so... Um, uh, uh, I, was, I was talking to, to my sister about this. She says, because uh, uh, I told her, I says, you know what? And, of course, now I was 16, 17 years of age, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I says, I can't, I'm not going to be able to wear contacts. You know, Gladys, I'm not going to be able to wear contacts. She says, what do you mean? I says, well, and I told her what, what happened. Mom's always crying and Dad's always jumping on me if something happens. I said, I just can't do it. Just can't do it. And she says, says, says I want you to wear those contacts. Just, just forget them and wear those contacts. And you guess what? Guess what? I'm wearing eyeglasses <laughs> because, I, because I couldn't go against them. Well, and she could go against them. She, mm-hmm. didn't have, she had the fighting spirit, and I had the yielding spirit. But did well, you know what? I actually heard this. I actually heard this. Uh, my dad spoke to my mom one time, and he, uh, I, I remember he, he spoke to her, and he says, he says, you runt, Pete. Oh, oh. oh. You're not going to run, Gladys. You know, and so she was a da- she was a daddy's girl, and to a certain extent, I was I was a mama's boy. I want you to consider this. Okay. I know the strong impact your dad had on you, and his disapproval. And I understand that when you became a soldier, oh, he liked that. But understand, you, as a precious creation of God, have value regardless of what stitch of clothing you had, regardless of what you wore, regardless of what your vocation was. Now, I understand that that was what was acceptable to your dad, but I want you to think about this Scripture. Do you care what the Bible says? I sure do. I live by the Bible. Okay. Good. That's great, because I want you to listen to this. In fact, um, this is an important passage. It's Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. Galatians 1, 10. It says, Am I now trying to win the approval of men or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be the servant of Christ. Uh So see, our job, and by the way, my dad was, I think I was told he was hardest on me. And when I did the USO tour to Vietnam, he was pleased as punch, proud. But uh-huh, but but uh-huh. but see, but that's an activity, and that was a yeah. talent. That's not. I mean, you and I don't need to be judged based on a talent or an aptitude. Uh, uh-huh. You know, the, the the fact is, when I said that 
how are we naturally bent? Um, there, I, I, I said there are uh, those who are academics. There are those who love the arts. That's the, the second uh, A. Uh, there are those who uh -huh. are athletes. Well, you know, we could say uh, there, there's a fourth. Did well, you know, I was a... In the in the army in the army, uh -huh. I was not I was not a shooting soldier. Uh -huh. I was a bandsman. A bandsman. I played trumpet. See, there you are. I've said the arts. <laughs> that so. Do you see, understand? See, but, but but that's my point. But you know what? Did you know what? I grew up. I grew up uh, to be a band director, hmm. and my sister was a PE major. Very interesting. But you know, when God created you, He created you with a talent, an ability. Uh -huh. Now, the, the, but the truth is, let's say you had, um, let's say that there had been a terrible car crash. And all of a sudden, yeah. you literally were hit in the face. In other words, the steering column hit you in the face and all of a sudden you couldn't have the aperture of a trumpeter uh, you right. know that you when I, you understand what i'm saying the yes, aperture so so when you literally are able to purse your lips to make that particular and it, it it's a it's a type of pressure on the horn that enables you to do vibrato or to go right. higher, lower, all this. Well, my friend, you know, the truth is your identity is not what you do. It is who you mm -hmm. are in Christ. And he uses you however he chooses to use you. And that what, what's so sad is when there are people critical of us when we're young, uh -huh. oh, we, we can perform. I mean, we'll get there where, you know, well, what, okay, what, what, what is pleasing? What's pleasing here? But, but, but my concern yeah. is this. You are 77 years young. Yes, you, you are 77 years young. And you don't need to be controlled by fear, but you've got a habit. An obsessive-compulsive disorder, which you've already described, but it's an unhealthy yeah. emotional imbalance characterized by persistent, excessive thoughts and inflexible, irrational behavior that will drive any man or woman to I have to do it perfectly, and I have to check it again, and I have to check it again, I have to check it again. So the key is going to be, you. You've, that's why you were calling. You don't want to be uh -huh. controlled. So part of this issue is going to be saying, all right, what should my mindset be? What, how should I think about this? Well, if I don't want to be controlled by the pain of the past, there are specific things to do where you surrender your demand, if you, if you will, to have it your way. In other words, instead of uh -huh. me continuing to check, 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 you, you literally 
allow the Lord to be your need meter. And it would be, you check it once and you say, okay, I see that this really is locked. Let's make it the door is really locked. Uh -huh. I don't, and so I will trust the mind you've given me. Thank you, Lord, that I have a, the mind a, of Christ. Yeah, and, and right, and we are told to take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Right. Uh -huh. Okay. So, what there, what we have to do then is say, okay, I'm not under Dad's law. I'm not under the law. Lord, thank you that I have been given your grace. Grace is a gift you don't deserve. Grace is a gift none right. of us deserve. So I'm, I will look to you, Lord, to give me peace with your grace. I'm not under law. I realize your favor is freely given, and I, I can't earn it through doing things perfectly or doing it repetitively over and over. And I choose to operate under your principle of grace and gratitude, not fear and mm -hmm. compulsion. Right. So, right. you know, this issue of fear, fear will have you in bondage. And so uh -huh. you need to be released from the burden of guilt. Oh, well, what if I do it wrong? You know, isn't it precious that the whole reason why Jesus came was to literally forgive you of sin, which is knowing what to do and you don't do it, or knowing not you know, what you shouldn't do and you do it. So instead, but he has given you a freedom from living under the law, a freedom from living under the burden of guilt, and I had, I had a friend of mine. I had a friend of mine says because I was going around trying to find my uh, trying to find a pen, a fountain pen. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, uh, he finally looked at me. He says, "Hoss." That's what he called me. He said, uh, "Now this is just a friend of mine." Uh -huh. He said, "Hoss." He said, "How, how long you had that pen?" I said, "Oh, I've had it at least for four or five years." And he said, "Well, won't you give it a rest?" <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that interesting? <laughs> you know, you know, so I thought about that. I thought about maybe, maybe I've had, maybe I've had it too long. You know what I'm talking about? Well, you know, there, you, you're a good, good man. Um, I, I want you to just say, Lord, I don't need to be pleasing others. I, my Father is with you, and I'm going to choose on just pleasing, not my dad but pleasing you, Lord. You're on the right road. You've got the right attitude. We will send our keys for living called Fear, No Longer Afraid. And we also have Perfectionism, Escaping the Performance Trap. We'll send those out to tonight's caller. And we do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. We thank you for that. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.
The preceding program was pre-recorded.